0: The South Coast End Zone Podcast.
1: <laughs> Extended coverage of high school football from sports editor Lori Lose of The Standard Times. Now, the South Coast End Zone. Yes.
0: Oh. Oh oh Welcome back, high school football fans, to another edition of South Coast End Zone, the podcast. I'm Standard Times digital editor Brennan Curie, and as always, I'm alongside sports editor Lori Lose Lee. How are you doing, Lori? I'm
1: doing Great! Ready for week eight.
0: I think that's the first time this year I got your name right.
1: Yeah, you did. Only you know. took till week eight. <laughs> only only till week eight. That's okay though. <laughs> I'll forgive you.
0: A little slow on the uptake here. So we got a full slate of football this weekend between Friday Everybody's and Saturday. Playing. No bye weeks. Nope. We got eight games. We got uh, one local on local game. Yep. And uh, kind of two games of the week really. Yeah. I know you named one the game of the week, but it's really like 1A and 1B.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, there's definitely some some big games at the last uh, meeting of the regular season.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's, there's like some big games and there's some kind of like, eh, like doesn't really matter games. Yeah. You know, yeah. playoff seeding, of course, is always still factoring oh, in. For sure. Um, so let's start with one that, Yeah, maybe isn't one of the most exciting, <laughs> but we'll go chronologically here. Uh, Wareham at Somerset Berkeley.
1: Yep. That game is uh, Friday at 3.30 p.m. Um Wareham uh, coming off a tough loss to uh, case last week, 42 to eight. The Vikings have lost three straight games by a total of 72 points after opening the season with those back-to-back wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and this past week, uh, Gilly uh, Gallo was held out of the end zone for the first time this year. Their lone touchdown um, came on a run by Rakeem Jackson. Um, but Gallo leads the Vikings this year with nine touchdowns. Um, but, I, I don't see them. I mean Somerset Berkeley's tough, Some tough task. It's another tough t- like last week was tough under, undefeated uh case uh case now ended we're going
0: to up- have been large co champs.
1: <laughs> yeah, so case Wrapped up the small SEC last week, beating Wareham, and now they're facing Somerset-Berkeley, who shared, uh, you know, the large championship with Old Rochester. And Somerset impressed me last week. Um, they've won three of the last four games. Uh, I saw them against the Ponokwit last week. They beat the Lakers 35-14. and they just really kind of took advantage of all their opportunities. You know, they, you know, um, early on, they, they you know, uh, they kind of were, you know, they didn't really focus too much on the run. Because the opponent was trying to stop the run, so they they had some passes. Uh, Brendan Madeiras, he's only been playing quarterback, I think three games. The coach said, uh, I guess it was the injury at quarterback, and he was you know running backs. So they put him in there quarterback, and um, he threw two touchdown passes. He rushed for another score, and just really you know he kind of made them go on offense, and then that really opened up their wing TD you know offense was once they got some passes going, it seemed like. You know, it was kind of yeah. spread out. Can't fill the box anymore. You know, and then they had a couple uh, big runs and kind of, you know, I guess uh, Coach Zane Five called them squeakers. You know, they squeaked <laughs> right through, and next thing you know, the kids, you know, scampering fifty yards down the middle of the field for a touchdown. Um, but uh, yeah, they just took advantage of their opportunities, and um, you know, in that game, and you know, they, uh, I know, uh, you know, they caused a few turnovers, and just the defense really stopped an Aponequen offense that had been. St- Pretty yeah, strong. Pretty strong all year. Yeah, pretty strong all year. So uh, so this will be a tough task, uh, once again, for Wareham. Um, you know, the Vikings are 2-3. and three. You know, if they were to knock off Somerset, you know. I uh, mean, yeah, I mean, they're not out of the playoffs. Three They'd th- still you know, have a chance. 3-3. Three three, um, you get
0: Wareham in a Division 8 schedule in the playoffs, and yeah. you know, maybe they make a little noise.
1: Yeah, So, uh, but that game is uh, Friday. Uh, Wareham is at Somerset uh, at p.m.
0: And they have a little tape to look at. They can look at that old Rochester game tape and maybe come up with a few possible solutions because sounded like the Somerset-Berkeley team that yes. you saw was very different from the Somerset-Berkeley team that, a week before that OR held to 21 yards of total yes, offense. Yes, a lot
1: different. And it uh, sounded different.
0: like some lineup changes too, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, they had definitely made some moves and really kind of came and that together. that quarterback's
0: playing so well, the other quarterback came back, right? And they're yeah, not and using that, him yeah, at quarterback. They moved him to running back?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. And he, uh, he actually, uh, well, he played running back, but he also uh, caught a touchdown pass too from the current quarterback, so they had him in the slot as well. So that kind of almost gave them another option, putting another it, you know what I mean? Out there. Yeah. So, uh, so they, they, I mean, Somerset is playing really well right now. Meanwhile, uh, you know, Wareham's hoping to, to kind of stop that three-game skid, but yeah. it's going to be tough.
0: So let's, uh, let's move on to one of our co-games of the week here. Uh, this is the old Slocum Road rivalry. Yeah. Bishop Stang will be playing at Dartmouth, uh, 345. You got a
1: long trip, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> I always wonder, do you take a bus or you just walk? I think they walk. I feel so like... They, well,
0: there's no locker rooms there, so yeah, why not you, just walk?
1: Yeah, you might as well just just march down the field, right?
0: Yeah, get some cheerleaders to go with it. You. you can make a whole yeah. little parade out of it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. At least we won't have to worry about backup on both, like, if there's games at the same time. Oh, that's the worst. On Silicon Road. Because then it's like... It's like, just it's don't like even go home. Lot. Just yeah. hang out there for a
0: while and put, have a picnic after the game. Uh,
1: well, this is this is exciting. I know a lot of people have said, you know, like, the rivalry had been going strong for a long time. And then they, they stopped playing. And then they started back up again. And then Dartmouth was really good. So then they stopped. Like, you know, it's kind of been back and forth, back and forth. And I know people keep saying, like, they played last year. Because we're saying... That this was is, a
0: heck of a game last year. Yeah. That um, was one of the best games I saw all year, in the last several years probably. Yeah,
1: and um, but that was a play. That was a like non-playoff or play. That was yeah, actual, it was actually it was in
0: the non-playoff the schedule. schedule. Yeah, so it was at UMass Dartmouth. It yeah. wasn't a home game for either team, so yeah, it was a little so different. It
1: was a little different. So this is a regular season scheduled game um, between the two teams. Sounds like they
0: plan on playing them. Yeah, for at least the next few years. You know, until yeah, maybe we one team dominates too much for yeah. a stretch.
1: Um, but, uh, but I mean, you know, it's, it, both teams are coming in looking for a win. Um, Dartmouth, I think, really needs a win, not say more than staying, but, you know, the Indians have I'd, lost. I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, the Indians have lost uh, five out of this uh, six, six games this season, including back-to-back games to Bridgewater and Raynham and New Bedford. Uh, their only win all year has come against Durfee earlier this month. Uh, that was a
0: narrow win, too. Yeah,
1: that was very close. Um, and they're averaging about 15 points per game while giving up just over 30 a game. Um, it's been tough. I mean, you know, and tough it, schedule, too, though. Yeah, you know, they play like, you know, it's let's say it's Would a be down interesting to see
0: Dartmouth play Stang's schedule. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a down year for the Indians, but then it's. You know, the competition is still up there. Yeah. So it's like, you know, even if you're you're having a rebuilding year or you're, you're I know there's a lot of young guys playing on Dartmouth's um, defense especially. Um, but if you're having a rebuilding year, it's tough because it's like you're still playing – you Know the Bridgewater Raynhams now, the new you know, New Bedford's like you're still playing. Uh, who did they open up with? Was it Falmouth? Uh, like yep, this, Falmouth, yeah. yeah, they're still playing some of these top, top teams, and you know, they're not gonna hold back. So, um, uh, it's kind of been you know, um, a rough season for Dartmouth. Uh, meanwhile, like we were just saying, staying, uh, they actually had had a little bit of a two game winning streak going on until. This past week, when they went to Cohasset and uh, they ended up losing thirty-five to fourteen in that game, and um, Cohasset very strong program. Yes, though. yes, very that was that was that was a, that a definitely that's probably that was that was kind of like a
0: schedule loss. You know, yeah. like it was gonna be it to be tough for them to win that game. Yeah, I mean in that the best might have game. been
1: one of their top opponents so far this year. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and uh, you know, they're averaging about twenty points per game and just giving up just over twenty-two. Uh, it's kind of been an up-and-down season for Stang. I haven't seen them play yet. I'm going to actually see them play they're, the first time Friday. They're solid.
0: You know, they're solid yeah. across. You know, they're not great at anything, but they are not. T- they don't have a lot of weaknesses. They're just kind of like a steady, good, professional-type football team yep. that, you know, when I saw them, like didn't make mistakes, you know, but also just doesn't, like, jump off the page at you with, you know, these top-level talents. Um, you know, it's just a bunch of kids who work hard and they play their assignments and they don't make a lot of mistakes and, you know, they're they're probably going to beat the teams that are worse than them and lose the teams that are better than them and, yeah, you know, that's kind of what they've it's, done at three and three.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're kind of right there. Um, you know, a win over Dartmouth would be big for staying. You know, mm. it would be the first time they've beaten them since nineteen ninety eight. Oh. Uh, so. You know, a little now, bit. They haven't of played every year since then. Yeah, but. it's kind of been an off and again, on again series. But still, um, you know, it has been a long time since they've uh, they've. Beaten. Last year's game they was beat.
0: a thriller. Came down yeah. to the final play of the game. Stang had a chance. Stang, uh, I remember, gosh, I should I should have read my story on this from last year. But um, was it Dartmouth built an early lead that seemed insurmountable? Stang was coming back. Stang was coming back, and then Stang had the ball down. I want to say it was on the one or the two yard line to go. It was going to be the last play of the game, and uh, they j- ran Justin Lopes out of the shotgun, if I remember, and uh, he got uh, he got hit and he fumbled, and they oh, lost wow. a fumble on the very last play of the game from Ugh. two yards away from the end zone. That sounds like a hard and a touchdown would have won it. Yeah, um, and uh, it was a lot of offense in that game. Remember, Camacho had a big game. Um, a guy that we haven't seen a whole lot this year, Will Smith. I don't know actually. Yeah, I know he was there preseason when I went to a practice. I wonder what actually. Yeah, I haven't yeah. thought too much about Will Smith this year for Dartmouth football, but he had a big game uh, as a running back for him in that game.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this this year's meeting, uh, like we said, is Friday. This Friday, uh, Bishop Sting is at Dartmouth, and that's a three forty-five start. I know yeah, originally interesting. it was originally a seven o'clock and or you know six or whatever six thirty, and then they because mm-hmm. of the triple E, they moved it up. I think they moved it up originally to four. Um, but I was told that it's actually 345. Stang wants to get a little bit earlier uh, game in there. so, uh, so uh, Senior day
0: for Dartmouth, y- too. Uh, I or? don't know if they're, oh, no, I okay. don't
1: know if they're uh, having that or not. I was told oh, okay. that they might not be having the senior day after all. Um, oh, I thought that was one there.
0: of the reasons to moving it to 345. No, oh, okay.
1: no. Uh, I think Stang just wanted to have a little bit earlier of a game maybe because they haven't played too many Friday games oh, at, in the okay. afternoon. I don't know they got oh.
0: bedtimes, I guess. they got curfews. <laughs> I, don't, I,
1: I don't know. All I was told was that. <laughs> they have a team
0: of vampire, reverse <laughs> vampires. They have to be home before it gets dark.
1: Hey, there's still mosquitoes out there, right? You know, uh, we haven't had that. Where is that cold, that, like the deep yeah, that fr- frost. Like, that frost? Like we're still Thanksgiving, I mean, you know, hopefully yeah. it'll be here before Thanksgiving. Hopefully some of these playoff games, hopefully we'll have some of those on Friday night. Like, hopefully. It's just been kind of crazy. We haven't
0: had a home Friday night game yet? Have we? We had nope. a couple teams go on the road and play Friday night. Yes, but yeah, but they're far enough away yet.
1: that we haven't really covered those games. Yeah, yeah So, um, but anyway, uh, another Friday game is born at Apopka. Uh This game is actually 4 p.m. Um, and uh, this should be a nice bounce back game for the Lakers. They've Hopefully, lost, it better be. Yeah, they've lost two straight. Um, and uh, last week they had a chance to get a uh, share of that SEC large, but they just they couldn't put it together against Somerset. They just did not. They were not in sync. I mean, they just, nothing seemed to go right. Anything that could have gone wrong went wrong. They had turnovers, penalties, like just, I don't know. It just, it was not a pretty game. Um, You know, mental mistakes. And they had opportunities, but they just couldn't capitalize. Like that was, I think, uh, I think both talking to Zane Fife and um, Kevin Hughes, I think, you know, they kept uh, talking about, you know, not capitalizing and not capitalizing. And like, I think both of them repeated it like three or four times and then said, Somerset Capitalized, we did it. You know, like it was just it was a game that they just couldn't put it together. Um, I don't know what it was, if it was just uh, you know, just kind of I haven't
0: quite seen the same ever since I know Rogers. I'm still I know I said that last week on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I know you said that. It seems like
0: that was their Super Bowl. And, you know, maybe they put a little too much stock in that win.
1: Yeah. Got a little well, they did of themselves. come out and beat the, what, the following week. They did, the, but they
0: didn't bevoked the way they I think much, they actually yeah. beat Seekonk the next week, right? And then they beat Voke. Yeah. Um, but neither one of those wins were, like, the quality yeah, no. of wins. They didn't play the way they did against Ole Rochester and, and even really Middleborough. Yeah.
1: Uh, but Kevin, Kevin Hughes um, had kind of their big touchdown um, when it mattered, um, you know, in the game. And then, uh, you know, late kind of in the garbage time, uh, Quinn Saltzman uh, connected. Uh, actually no he he was uh he got a pass from uh John Mayen um for the second touchdown in as many games for those two guys so they scored getting a little uh, sneak preview of probably yeah. some future uh, Lakers Yeah some there. young guys kind of you know get, when they're out there uh, making the most of the opportunities um you know back to back weeks with touchdowns kind of you know late in the game with it already decided um but uh I mean a Ponikwit needs this It seems
0: strange to that I you were at the game but like Ponick would have been really strong against a run earlier this year, so I'm surprised that they
1: Yeah well. You know,
0: and old Rodgers was able to shut down the Somerset Berkeley running game.
1: Yeah, and uh and Somerset they really just came out and they, they passed the ball. I mean that that was it. They kinda opened things up. I, maybe Ponic was was taken Kind of by surprise yeah. by the fact that and
0: then, and then made too much of a switch over yes, to yeah you know,
1: yeah you know and then couldn't ca- you know too much of an
0: adjustment yeah
1: and couldn't uh, really you know you can't they they couldn't stop both you know mm. and then it seemed like they couldn't stop either one so it was kind of <laughs> um, it was it was a tough game um, but born one five uh, this year uh, their lone win I actually saw uh, a couple weeks ago at Fairhaven thirteen to twelve and uh, you know it's. Uh, this is a team they should be a which should beat. Uh Bourne's been outscored. Remember
0: Wareham beat Bourne, was it twenty eight nothing? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So um uh but Bourne has been outscored a hundred combined hundred and sixty seven to sixty one this season. So they've they've given up uh more than a hundred and six points than what they've actually scored. So <laughs> um but they've only reached double digits three times this season. Um, again in that game that I was at the Fabian game, the quarterback uh, Joe C- uh Carrera, he was strong, he rushed for a touchdown and threw for another score. Um, so this should be a game, hopefully that uh the can kind of right the ship uh going right into the the playoffs because you know a win this week you know they should be able to make the playoffs and you know get a pretty decent you know yeah. pretty decent spot in their seed so uh, that game, like I said, is born at a at four p m on Friday.
0: Yeah, it'll be nice to get things you know, hopefully rolling and confidence back and a little yeah. momentum there heading yeah. into the postseason. So you know, hopefully they uh, don't sleep on this one and they really get up for this one and yep. uh, you know, kind of prove a point here going to the playoffs. Make a that, uh, They're still a tough team to beat.
1: Yep. Uh, next game on Friday is Seconk at Old Rochester. That game is four p.m. Um, and just uh, you know, looking at the records, uh, this should be a great game. I mean, Old Rochester five and one, Seconk five and two. Uh, Old Rochester's won four straight games since that loss. No to buy for
0: Seacock. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, teams with two buys.
1: Yeah, and uh, Seacock has won two of its last three games. Uh, its only losses this season came to Apopka early in the season, mm-hmm. and then in uh, Case. So, uh, so they, you know, two, you know, at the time Apopka was playing really, really strong, and then Case is undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the Warriors are averaging about twenty five points per game, despite being shut out by Case two weeks ago. Um, and they've also given up just about, just under 20. Uh, Jared Morin, their quarterback, he's thrown for 1,302 yards this season with 12 touchdowns. Wow.
0: Um, we don't have anyone in our close to that. No.
1: So they, old Rochester's, you know, secondary is going to be tested big time. Uh, his favorite. And they
0: struggled. I was on against uh, DR, who had a pretty good passing game, and yeah. they were able to pass all over him.
1: And, uh, their fa- his favorite target has been Nathan Clark he's caught 31 passes for 685 yards and six Tds also Morin uh, leads the team with five rushing touchdowns so the key I would assume is keeping Morin off the field uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I'm, you know I'm not a coach here but uh it sounds like this kid's a huge playmaker both uh through the air and on the ground so uh you know old Rochester though I think they kind of surprised us a little bit last no, week they just keep getting better
0: and better they they've they're the team I feel like that is Just improved every week and gotten better. And you'd kind of expect that a little bit under a new coach, you know, as they started to get a little more comfortable. Not that the system is wildly different than what Kogler was playing, but there's wrinkles to it. There's a few different things. Guys line up in slightly different spots or different plays off of other plays. Even their
1: loss... I mean, it wasn't like Aponequit blew him out. You know, wasn't no, it wasn't only like it was four, really
0: a seven. It was fourteen nothing, but it was a two minutes left touchdown. Yeah, so it was seven nothing most of the game. So they they, uh, were and they right played there. well defensively. They just weren't able to move the ball effectively offensively. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think Aponequit spent a year trying to win that game. You know, building up to yeah. that yeah. game. Uh, you know, so old Rogers, you know, that summer's that Berkeley win, super impressive. Mm-hmm. And then last week you know, we, awesome. we both picked against them, and uh, yeah. they proved us wrong.
1: Yeah, and last week uh, Jackson Cody had two touchdowns. Uh, Ryan Thomas he threw a touchdown pass, ran for another score. Um, the offense is uh, averaging thirty three point two points per game um, over over that forty uh, that four game winning streak, um, and over that same stretch, uh, Thomas, Cam Brzezinski, and, uh, and Cody have combined for fifteen of the team's nineteen touchdowns. So those are kind of the you the, throw Dylan DeWolf three. in
0: there. That's probably almost all of them. Yeah,
1: just about there. And uh, Thomas has thrown at least one touchdown pass in four straight games. Oh, I yeah. know. So uh, so they've you know well, they're not throwing a lot. Not a no, lot of volume. No, he's efficient. Yeah. He's efficient with it with his passes, and it, you know it's not like they're. Uh, you know, well, I think they, they, they are one of the few teams that like
0: ball. to th- like to throw on short yardage near the goal line situations. Yeah, yeah, like
1: and they're they not afraid to throw yeah.
0: five, four, five, six yards away from the end zone. Whereas most teams just go all—you know—once you get inside the ten, it's all about the run yeah. game.
1: So this is a game. I mean, if you don't have alliances for anything else, or you don't want to see the Dartmouth staying one, I mean, this probably will be. I'm assuming and I'll be pretty, there. You can hang pretty pretty out with uh, game, Brennan yeah. Curry. So, uh, so that, like I said, that game is Secong at Old Rochester Friday at four p.m. Uh,
0: One more Friday game. Yeah.
1: Fairhaven has uh, a tough task. Yes. Going
0: to Dayton Rehoboth, uh, who's definitely better than their record is, as we've seen the last couple of weeks. Uh, that's a 430 game yep, on that game, Friday. got that moved game. up. It was a night game until pretty recently. Uh, today. Today, there t- go. today. There you Very recently. It was, it was confirmed breaking today. Breaking news. Yes,
1: breaking news. This is uh, Wednesday right now. Um, Fairhaven is coming off a bye week after that. Uh, that really kind of just... Um, I don't know. That lot like it was like a dismal loss to
0: demoralizing. To, yeah, kind know. of
1: demoralizing. Yeah, like it was 13-12 loss. I they all thought they were going
0: to win. I mean,
1: they had so many opportunities. Um it was like it was a horrible night. I remember being covering the game. It was rainy and windy and just wet. It seemed like they could not hold on to the football. Like it was just yeah, it was a bad night. Like I think they had more plays for negative yards than, than positive yards. They had turnovers. They just it was uh it was a tough loss, that born one. So at least they had the bye, you know, got chance to regroup. Um and uh you know, hopefully they can come out this week. I know they have not beaten DR in quite a few years. I don't have it in front of me how long it's been, but I know um, uh, Rudy Bulgar has never beaten Dr. Um, okay. at the helm uh, of the Blue Devils, uh, but hey, Volk Tech last week said the same thing. That's like it true. had been, it had been twenty-five years since uh, the Bears had beaten Dr. and they went out there and, and pulled uh, it off. And pulled it off. So, uh, um, so who knows? But, you
0: know, DR's also beating the Ponquit Yeah, were, we're one play away from beating Old Rochester. Yeah,
1: so they're a good so team. They played some good, They're a really some tough good competition.
0: team. They lost the Summers at Berkeley by seven, I believe. Fourteen. Yeah, it was a close game. Yeah.
1: So, uh, last week, uh, um, in that loss to, to Voke Tech uh, DR's lone touchdown came on a two yard run by Brady Walsh uh, that was his second touchdown of the season um, but their quarterback uh, you know John Marcel he's thrown five touchdown passes um, I think over the last like four weeks or so and he was I think in that, uh, that game he had that you three went I want three. to say
0: with 260 yards yeah. passing and they were I want to say he hit seven different receivers
1: yeah and he's had so a rushing it, you touchdown know, it's a complex
0: passing game
1: Yeah, and they haven't scored a ton of points this year and he's had a hand in most of the yes. touchdowns that they've had so um he's a
0: basketball player actually is he i guess he came to football just kind of play football mm-hmm. and there was even some question about you know should you be doing this you might get hurt for basketball season yeah. but uh it's paying off
1: that's awesome so i think we'll I be am. seeing
0: him a lot in the winter too
1: yeah all right well that uh <laughs> that game is Fairhaven at dighton rehoboth uh 4 on friday and uh we have three games on saturday um the Two of them feature our two undefeated teams. Still
0: undefeated. Two 6-0 teams still.
1: <laughs> yeah, going into week eight. Um, the first is Old Colony out South Shore. That game is a 11 a.m. game. Um, South Shore, I'm pretty... A brunch game, you know? Yeah, it's like a brunch game, but you have to leave kind of early to get to South Shore probably <laughs> yes. in time. Um, and, uh, you know, last uh, last year, uh, Old Colony beat South Shore 30-6. Uh, to six. Um, So so they beat them last year. Um
0: it sounds but, like both teams are better. I mean, Old is yeah, obviously better. Oh yeah, obviously. But it sounds like South Shore's better. Yeah, too. they've
1: won two straight games, including last week's uh, win over Blue Hills. They beat Blue Hills twenty-eight to twenty-two, and we keep talking about Blue Hills as kind of that big game yep, that, earlier this Colony. year for Old Colony. Um, and they've scored twenty-five or more points three times this year, so they're three and three on the season. Um, they've had some success sc- uh, scoring, um, and this this is a Mayflower small. I think this is the last, obviously, last Mayflower small. Um, game for 0 Colony this season. So if they, ha- if they haven't already, this would wrap up the conference mm-hmm. for them. Um, but the Krugers, they needed to put their uh, rally caps on last they week.
0: They did. They were trailing. To stay undefeated. It yeah. hasn't happened to them a lot this season. No.
1: What, were they down? Was it 16 nothing?
0: 16 nothing at halftime.
1: Yeah, and they came back uh, to Friend beat Upper Mendy Cade. Brandon Mendy said he
0: didn't say much at halftime. Yep. He kind of let the players do their own thing, talk amongst themselves, figure some things out, and uh, – they put it on their shoulders and they came out and they won it.
1: Yeah. And uh Thomas Danton and uh Blake Dennison, these two guys just continue to be the two headed monster, yeah, I guess. They're they're the
0: ox that pull the cart.
1: Yeah. Uh nine rushing touchdowns each uh this season. Um, you know, and they still haven't thrown a touchdown. Dennison, I think has what
0: seven of those in the last two weeks?
1: Yeah, he's, he had he's, a five and a two. Yeah, he's come up big. So uh those that's kind of been the, the key for them. I mean, mm-hmm. just you know, um and, and I think you know, it's all about the run.
0: I mean, they I don't want to say they have five, six completed passes probably all season. So yeah. it's all about the run game for them. Yeah.
1: And um, nobody's really been able to stop it. I mean, you know, they've been able to do what they want to do and, um, you know, to sh- kind of show some resili- resiliency. That's kind of the first time this season that they've been you know, in a spot where they weren't out, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't ahead. I know there was one game that was close that they won. That was a uh, low score earlier this year. I can't remember what it was. It was like week two or week three um, yeah, who they played. Who um, but uh, to be able to be down like that and, and to come back, um, you know, is definitely huge. And I'm sure we'll pay off, you know, this week and in the tournament, you know, in the playoffs for them. Yeah. So that game, like I said, is uh, Old Colony at South Shore Saturday at 11 a.m. And the Cougars will look to uh, go 7-0. and That'd be amazing yeah uh, another game on saturday that never happened
0: for school no either. no
1: that'll be a first that'll be historic F. um so uh another game on saturday is case at greater new bedford vogue tech that game is at noon um you know hey anything's possible right like after uh yeah. tech beating uh uh DR. three and
0: three you know yeah. four and three looks a lot better than three and four heading to the playoffs what do they
1: have to lose you know case is undefeated Case already has the conference wrapped up. Maybe, maybe the you know the, the Case small- might
0: be in a little bit of a resting guys scenario here. Who knows? They might not be playing everyone the full game. Who yeah, uh,
1: you know the Bears last week ended a three game losing streak and a twenty five year losing streak to Dayton Rehoboth, beating the Falcons twenty seven to ten. Ethan Almeida, I mean this kid, I mean he just continues to to impress. He threw two touchdown passes to Heiser Camacho and uh, – or Cacho. Heiser. Heiser. Cacho. Cacho, Cacho. Yep. And uh, he rushed for another touchdown. He leads uh, – Almeida leads all area quarterbacks with nine touchdown passes this year. So he's having a huge game for them uh, – a huge season for them. And I know when I saw him earlier this year, I know they didn't play that well against Old Rochester, but you could see that he was a playmaker mm. um, even in that game where, where they weren't having a strong offensive game. Uh, but this is tough. I mean, especially if Case plays everybody. I don't know if they are or not because tournament's coming around. They already have everything locked mm-hmm. up. They're averaging thirty-six points per game. They want to lock
0: up a one seed though, in home home field. Yeah. You know that's an incentive to play everyone. Yeah,
1: and and to go seven and zero, right? You know, yeah. Um, that's not nothing. Yeah, they're only giving up eight point four points per game. Uh, they've held the opposition to single digits on three different uh, occasions this season. Um, and the offense has topped 34 on uh, at four different games. Uh, quarterback Danny Silva has thrown eight touchdown passes and rushed for another eight touchdowns. He's the guy.
0: Yeah, he's the man. He's the man. He's good.
1: Stop he's him. not that big, Boak, but he's stop good. Him. <laughs> stop <laughs> him. Stop him and said than you will win.
0: <laughs> um, you know, they do have it on the home field. They, yep. they got, they're feeling good coming off of that DR win. Oh, yeah. Um, bounced back after a couple of, was it three straight tough losses? Yeah, yeah. tough losses. Um, got back to 500, so they got a lot to feel good about, and, uh... You know, this would give them a chance to improve that playoff. I'm guessing they're making the playoffs either way with three wins. I would assume yeah. so.
1: But um, yeah, I mean, but four and three. We've got to spend some time like... on
0: Max Preps. Next I know, week, I know. We, we, looking at those power rankings. Yeah,
1: we gotta we gotta kind of study up a little bit, do some homework there, uh, especially some of the teams on the on the bubble. You know. Yeah, I and mean, that
0: them Stang are probably our two teams most bubbly. Well, yes. Uh, assuming Wareham's gonna struggle this week. Yeah. Um, and you know, but Dartmouth picks up a second win. Does that, you know, yeah, who knows? Crazier things, we've seen Fairhaven get in with two wins before, you know. Yes, yeah. uh,
1: and the last game, um, uh, on the slate for this weekend is uh, Brockton is coming to town, uh, to face New Bedford Saturday at 1 p.m. Um, it's weird, like, I feel weird about this game because it's not a big three. <laughs> game um both teams are playing an independent schedule independence it's a couple uh, couple independence it's uh,
0: notre dame playing navy here you
1: know it doesn't feel right like you know like i we should be sitting here saying it's for the big three championship like you know although it was never for the big three championship even
0: when it was a league game because they always had a Durfee game on thanksgiving
1: yes but then brockton's already played Durfee, so a lot of times if brockton won this game then that locked it up for them them or new bedford could take you know, kind of be in their driver's seat, but it's not this year. It's an independent schedule. We'll talk about the Southeast Conference next year yeah. when it when it happens for football. Um, so I just feel a little weird about this. But Still I playing feel like- to
0: play for it for the Whalers. Oh, though. ton to play they're, for. They're they're not going to be resting. I can guarantee no, you. they that. are not. They're going to be going for seven and zero. Yep. They're going to be hoping for that home field on yes. uh, Division two, and uh, you know, hoping to you know improve that you know get that number one seed and hopefully play a weaker eight seed team than yeah. you know, what they've had to do in the past yeah. couple of years.
1: And, uh, uh, you know, not only, uh, you know, like you were saying, they're trying to go for that perfect season, but they're also going for their second straight win over Brockton, which I don't even know how many, like how long ago they won two years in a row over Brockton. Like no. that had to be a long time ago, you know, because last year they beat them 18 to zero. And that was, a, that was a huge game last year for them. But Ethan Medeiros, uh, this kid didn't throw a touchdown pass the first four games And he's come out slinging, right? (laughs) (laughs) Seven in the last two. Seven, yeah, the last two. um, And he's also scored six touchdown uh, runs on the season. Um, So he's just, you know, impressive. And he just seems like he's... uh, a true leader out there, you know. I mean, you know, he's, you know, he's a smart kid. This team has
0: taken on a lot of his personality. Yeah, which is a positive thing.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, I know talking to to Coach Mark DeBrito quite a few times this season. He kept saying about how smart he is and how much he studies up. And you know, like you know, in Brendan Carey's story this past week, you know, he talked about how you know his size. He's not big in size, but he's kind of like big in heart. And he's big. They listen
0: with five He's probably not 5'7 Yeah, and
1: you know, but he's just he's he you know he's a student of the game. He's passionate I mean, about he the game. He wrestles at
0: what? 132? 138? Something yeah, like that. He in wrestles the, in the 130s. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he's not he's not a big big guy. Um but uh but he's just kind of really been passionate about about the sport and wanting to to play quarterback. He could have people have told him, you know, not to play quarterback. Play slot receiver, play cornerback, yeah. you know. You know coming up he probably would
0: have played on varsity sooner. Yeah. Had he switched to another position. Uh, but He wanted to be the Whalers' quarterback, and uh, he felt like that was a leadership position. He sees himself as a leader, and uh, you know can't give the kid any more kudos than that. I mean, he came in and uh, you know sat for three years. He was uh, he wasn't even the quarterback on the freshman. That was that freshman team that won defeat. He wasn't the quarterback. Played quarterback on JV last couple years. Got a few snaps here and there last year. Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit of garbage time and stuff. But uh, just as you know, really makes a lot of good decisions. Um, I'll throw. Not quite water on it, but I'm going to be a little give a little word of caution here to the Whalers. So, they came out running in that game in last week's game, and they ran first drive down the field against Dartmouth. They ran the ball all the way down. Second drive, they started realizing the passing game was going, and they went five for five. I want to say on the next drive passing, and they pretty much passed the ball for most of the rest of the game after that. So I just want to make sure the Whalers don't get a little too pass happy. I know. Mark DeBrito, John C. they like their <laughs> spread offense. They like to throw the ball around. Well, who doesn't? But when you got Nigel Palmer, make sure that he eats.
1: He he make still sure had that, 128 yards but on and three 11, touchdowns on
0: eleven carries, though. Still, I know. Well, that's ex- what I'm saying. That makes <laughs> yeah. my point. Like Nigel Palmer is that good that on yeah. eleven carries he had was 130 yards and three touchdowns.
1: 128, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and now he has I, that brings him up to 13, uh, an area best 13 touchdowns for the season. So. Uh, He's having a great season. And uh, Shahid Barrows, um, this kid had a big game against Dartmouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, four tu- uh, four catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. And uh, what's even more impressive. One of impressive- those was
0: one of the most impressive plays I've seen by a high school kid. Is the most impressive play I've seen by a high school kid this year. He took a screen pass on the left side. And it was kind of one of those where, like, he's going backwards a little bit and he's trying to shake some tackles and he's spinning and he's over by the, the out-of-bounds on the you know sideline and – it's just kind of like one of those, oh, maybe you should go down. Just, just probably go down. You're just going to lose more yards. Like, you're kind of going mm-hmm. backwards. And then all of a sudden, he breaks about a half dozen tackles, and he's racing down the sideline. And I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was just. Wow. Did you uh, get video of it? I did not get video of it. They were Brandon, like 60 yards away. I, yeah.
1: You got you got to like have I, that feeling. I got
0: video of him like the last like three steps I think into the end zone.
1: You got to have that intuition of like, all right, even though they're like six yards away. It was the first away, play yeah. of a possession.
0: I think fifty-six yards. I want to say it was. There's yeah. a
1: delete button on your phone. Um, well, I think what's even more impressive uh, with Barrows is uh, his defense. Oh, uh, he gosh. had two interceptions against Dartmouth, and what does he have? Seven on the season now.
0: I mean, the defensive Lord. player of the year is his to lose.
1: Pretty much. I, think. I mean, I. I can I say DeWolf it? is
0: great in Old Rochester, yeah, but I, that's,
1: I thought it was a two-man race. But I don't know. I mean, the way he's the numbers he's putting up, yeah. and you know the success New Bedford's having with him, that's ridiculous. But um, New Bedford has won 12 out of its last 13 games, dating back to last season. And the way they and started back to my last point season, there,
0: the way they started, Remember, they they uh, leaned on Latrell Canto a lot in those wins late in last season. Yeah. So that go back to my don't get too far away from the run, New Bedford.
1: All right. And uh, a little bit about Brockton. Uh, the Boxes have won two straight games. They beat Zavarian. Although uh, 40- oh, it seems
0: like a few teams have beaten Zavarian, yeah, Zavarian this Zavarian's year. Yeah, Barnstable down this beat year. Um, And New Bedford beat Barnstable. So you can play the score game there.
1: Yeah. Brendan likes the score game. I um, love the score game. 41 21. And then they beat Durfee 49 to 8. Whew. Uh, last week, um, so that so that's why New Bedford could probably of, beat yeah. Durfee forty um, And then uh, that ended the 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 when this uh, past week against Durfee ended a three game losing uh, streak. They had lost to Lynn Classical. Never heard of them. Not really too sure how good they are, how bad they are, or what. Um, they lost to Natick and uh, Everett, which we always know about. Everett. And Natick's
0: a team that beat uh, yeah. Knock New Bedford out last year. Yeah.
1: so uh, and, so yeah,
0: Everett's always just up I mean, there. I mean, yeah. they're you know, so,
1: powerhouse program. So, I mean, Brockton is playing a tough schedule, yeah. you know. This is, um,
0: Brockton's going to be good. This is going to be an interesting one. Yeah. I'll be there, and I'm excited to watch this one.
1: And uh, their big guy is their quarterback, uh, Devontae uh, Medley. He's thrown 10 touchdown passes this year, and he's rushed for another four scores. Um, Isaiah Laguerre uh, has scored eight touchdowns this year. He's got four receiving, three rushing, and one on a kickoff return.
0: Well, he's kind of their Shahid maybe kind of that uh, Swiss Army knife, all-purpose weapon. All.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so they like to they like to throw the ball. Um, so we'll see how uh, how Shahid Barros does that. That's <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, you all know, all the uh,
0: Whalers defense is kind of good at everything. Yeah. You know, it's easy to say when they're six and zero, oh, but like they can the front four is strong. They can stop the run. David Ebola Rinwa is, you know, really anchoring that linebacking core. Like, he is, they made one of the biggest leaps, I think, from yeah. one year to the next. Yeah, you were to, saying that. Of the players in the area. And then they got just, a, you know, an excellent, you know, led by Shahid, the secondary, yeah. um, and Abdul Vargas. And, you know, they just got playmakers all over. And, uh, you know, they, pff, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, uh, that game is Saturday, Brockton at New Bedford. And it's uh, 1 p.m. So the the Whalers will try to go seven and zero finish the regular season and see where they uh, where they fall on a uh, s- Sunday night. That's when they uh, they determine the the, the playoffs come the out. Playoffs yeah. come, pa- pairings come out. So,
0: all right. Well, that uh, wraps up the week eight slate. And uh, as always, you can listen to this podcast wherever. I mean, you're already listening. You're 34 minutes into this. You probably know where to find the podcast. But if you don't, uh, it's uh, on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, wherever you like to listen. As always, you can read all of our football coverage in the Standard Times and on southcoasttoday.com. We also cover the games on Twitter and a little bit on Instagram. Uh, Twitter is at SC underscore varsity. Uh, Instagram is just at SC varsity. Made it simple there. And, uh, you know, we Facebook? like to... Yeah, Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash ma. And uh, each week we've been putting up our poll for the mm-hmm. uh, football player of the week. Of the week. Uh, We appreciate everyone for voting in that. And then we also do an athlete of the week poll uh, for other sports. And uh, thanks for listening to this podcast.